this guy has the fucking life, you know? Like his little <laughs> twink boyfriend and uh, so jealous, right? Sure. So then later, I don't say anything during the meeting. So then later, I go, I do some investigating. It's his son? <laughs> He's 100% straight and married? Why did I am why any normal person meeting because if it was your life you would be fucking the person <laughs> it wouldn't be your son if it was your life like why did i immediately jump to that's his boyfriend i think that's fair though i mean i don't know i think our culture's full of these like older men with money that get whatever they want yeah well anyway not my life but <laughs> speaking of money though joey oh wait 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 Hi. Uh, hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years. And every single week, we just call one another and we catch up. Yes. Mike Lawson. I, I don't even know why I say it. By now, I know everybody knows it. That's what we do every single week. What did I say? What do I say? That's my, that's, my, wait, that's Mike Lawson. That's right. That's what we do every single week without fail. <laughs> we never miss a week. Hey, Kathy Bacon sent you such a nice tweet. Mm-hmm. She said, um, she tweeted at us and said if Joe Batance was her Uber driver, she would consider it like a jackpot or something. That was really nice of her, right? That was super, super nice of her. Uh, that's why I had a really high rating. I ended Uber with like a 4.94 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really do think, I saw that the new Uber thing is that they... Out of 20. <laughs> <laughs> is that they don't count uh, Uber pool... Um, negative comments towards you anymore or something? There's some weird thing. And I was like, I know they were from Uber. How many Uber pool people did I have who would be like just angry that the, that I had to pick up other people? Like pissed. Pissed off and slammed the door when they got I'm like, this is what you I, I can't get in that rant again. I can't get in that rant again. You did the exact same rant a week ago. I know. Ago. But here's I'm the thing. It. And I'm going to tell you something. I thought of stories after we recorded. We're going to have to do a special imagine, episode. Joey, imagine we, all the time we get emails with from people that are like, I'm listening through every episode. I uh, you, My commute is so long, I'm doing two a day or something, right? Yeah. And what you're basically giving them is the same exact story that you told them a few minutes ago. <laughs> oh, that's true. I just heard it. I'm not, so I'm not going to go in. I, but I thought of new Uber stories. Maybe we'll, we'll parse them out when I'm short on stories. But let me tell you something. I got a, a text message last night from a friend. And has this ever happened to you, by the way, where it's a friend you didn't know listens and then they message you? Yeah. Because my friend Jill, a former comedian, doesn't do it anymore, but my friend Jill, who's a former comedian... She text messaged me last night, and she says, uh, I, I can't get your theme song out of my head. That's nice. Yeah, that is very nice. And so then I respond. What's you- scary about that, and I bet you went through this. You're like, have I told any jail stories? Shit, shit, <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> I know. See, I really did, actually. So then I go, you listen to the podcast? And she wrote back, no, I heard it on the radio. <laughs> She shouldn't have given up, given up comedy. Sounds like you she see? still has it. I know. So I laughed. Yeah. Imagine our song on the radio. <laughs> it's, and now it is a really so, dumb question, Joe. The theme song to Catching Up. <laughs> anyway, um, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, <clears throat> well, I actually only have really one story to tell, but I did um, just this morning started... Um, today's my official first day of this new kind of budgeting thing I'm doing. I wanted to see what your thoughts are on this because I feel like you are in the position to already do it. Do you use the cash app? Like, uh, it's like Venmo, but that's the one better. that Cameron sent me that mean message on. Oh, oh, okay. So is that a no then? I do. I, I, it? No, I do know it. No, I know uh, it. So no, every uh, time I go on there, in fact, it's it's the it's the it's the cash, it's the whatever the you call that those kind of apps. It's the one that I use the most. It's like money sharing. Um, I think Venmo is probably the most popular. Mm-hmm. So if I told you it was Venmo like, you probably understand what it is already. Mm-hmm. You could basically pass cash. You can pass money back and forth between friends. And. The new thing that they do is it uh, now comes with a debit card. Do you know this? Yeah, they offered it to me, but I said no. I'm afraid of having any kind of card. 
Yeah, so let me tell you what I did. So I ordered the debit card. It's free. Mm-hmm. Everything to this point is free, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm not sure how they make money, and maybe you know. I do know. Or, or you can enlighten me. Um, so here's what I do is I've always had kind of – I have live I live on a budget, right? Um, pretty simple Excel sheet, money in, money out. Like mm-hmm. just keeping track, making sure that I'm spending less than I'm making. That's basically it. And um, I, I don't – budget to the penny where it's like you know this much can be spent on dinners and this much can be spent on movies it's more like here are all of the automatic debits and i split those up up amongst all my paychecks for a month if it's a monthly bill right Mm -hmm. and then uh everything that's left over is what i spend on the things i'm not going to budget for like dinner out or entertainment or movies or whatever Mm -hmm. right so in the past i've kind of done a couple of things i've like taken out that much cash and then just lived on cash for the week or month or whatever that's difficult because i don't know what if i want to order something on amazon or you know what i mean like yeah 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 it's just harder um but what i'm doing now then is i'm just putting all of my play money into the cash app and Mm -hmm. then i have this cash debit card Mm -hmm. so then all my so basically my life could run Without all of this extra cash, like if I didn't go out, if I didn't, because um, groceries are included in my regular budget, not mm-hmm. in this cash app. Yeah. And so I basically have split off my play money from my other money. Mm-hmm. And that's starting today. That's what I'm doing. But how do you said, you know, how cash, the cash app makes money and Venmo. How do they like, how do they make money? Yeah, I'll tell doing you. This? I'll tell you. So, because actually, I've been with cash for such a long time that it actually it proves my point. So, so cash has different options. So, when you first, when they, okay, when cash first came out, which owned by the company Square, which if you ever buy, use your credit card with smaller retailers, like, or if you go to like, you know, a hipster place, or you buy something with a credit card, like a swap meet or something, you're gonna they're using Square. Yeah. And so it's owned by Square. And when they first came out, they were trying to compete with Venmo, by the way, which is owned by PayPal. And so, so Venmo's owned by PayPal. Venmo's owned by PayPal and Square owns cash. Okay. So when they were trying to compete, one of the great things about cash was you you know, like pay like with Venmo. So Venmo is very this has to explain how they make his money, by the way. With Venmo, and this is why I don't like Venmo. Let's say I paid you $10 in Venmo, right? Yeah. You would have to then go into your Venmo account and actually hit transfer to bank. Sure. And then it would actually transfer to your bank. Square Cash just automatically does it. Right. It just automatically goes to your bank. If you wanted to. Yeah. Now, you can do it. Now, it used to be when Square first came out, not only did it go to your bank without you having to transfer it, it was instantaneous. It was, sure. it was in your account immediately. They've since changed it, and now they go to a kind of more Venmo style. You get it in a one or two business days now, and that's how they make their money. It's the totality of all of those that money that they have sitting in the bank at for that day or two, and it accrues interest, and they make money off of that interest while oh, it I sits see. there. And uh, but they also, if you know, they have ways to charge you like if you do want it instantaneously they charge you like 90 cents or something or they oh, charge you something yeah yeah you can you can make it instantaneous and you pay like a dollar or something and so that's they have little tiny ways of charging you but yeah it's still better than venmo because venmo i would have to again i paid you physically go into the app and transfer it to my bank i don't want to deal with that it's it's in there it's fine it's great and that's how paypal sure. and venmo make money is 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 the because paypal you can use it as Almost like another bank account, um, you know. For I, I do exactly what you're talking about. Well, I used to, but before, uh, simple for instance, right now is essentially the de facto account for RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Mm-hmm. But before I used it for that, I used to use it for what you said because simple is essentially they try and sell themselves as an online bank, but what they really are is essentially. Uh, a high, uh, not high end, but uh, um, a better version of a prepaid debit card. So on Simple, there's no overdraft charges. Why? Because if you have the money, you don't get it, right? Sure, sure. So, uh, so I used to use Simple in that way. Um, I learned that when I used to help friend of the show, or I shouldn't say friend of the show, 
when I used to help X of the show Cameron with his money, we use simple for that reason. I started doing the same thing. Um, but now it's not. But uh, yeah, I, I get what I think it's a very smart way of doing things. Sure. I kind of had to learn to do that because with the way my finances runs is I'm self-employed, essentially. Yeah. So what I learned I had to do is essentially pay myself a salary. So I had the business account, and then the business account essentially paid me a weekly salary. Well, like with your kind of schedule of pay, like it's almost feast or famine. Like yeah. you could, It's almost like a car salesman. Like you get all the money and then you might have a month where you're not getting anything. So yeah. you need to be – you have to be good at budgeting. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, what's going on with you? Do you have any stories you wanted to tell me? So, um, you know, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I, my grandma – it's weird. My grandma's not ill. She's just – going into the later stages of dementia and mm-hmm. so it's requiring a lot of care a lot of people visiting her and and and, and it's just not a burden it's just like that's where we are right now you know and so i'm seeing a lot of that family right now and one of my uncles is uh a retired fireman very active and so now he's in a softball league and they play baseball i mean they play softball so close to me it's not even funny and so he even mentioned, like, oh, I'm going to be playing at this park. It's right by you. Yeah. So I went yesterday to go watch him and these old retired people play. By the way, sounds like my personal form of hell. Like you, you just sit and watch people play. Mike, Mike. And there's no concession Mike, stand? Mike, I'm going to tell you, you something. sell beer? I was thinking that, too. Okay. I was thinking, ugh, this is just my nephew duty. It's an hour, you know, of my life. And I'll just... And I was like... I actually, I will say, for the first twenty minutes, I talked to Adam Vaught on the phone. I was checking, like, I used to like check email and stuff like that, right? But I was there, right? Yeah. But then I realized this is the greatest fucking thing I could. Okay, let me ask you this question: Not that we would ever go see a tiny little t-ball game, but if you go see a t-ball game, what is the advantage of seeing that? Or what's the 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 good parts of seeing that? The benefits of seeing that? I can't think of any. Just seeing like the little kids be cute. They're I don't know how to handle okay. a ball, and they like don't know where to run, sure, don't and they're follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. and they all chase the ball, and it's just it's just it's it's like it's like watching like little monkeys play. Mike, this is no different. <laughs> Shut up. No, they know the rule. They wrong the they run the wrong way. They know the, the rules, <laughs> but like you know, it's a co-ed softball team, right? Uh-huh. And so. It's like the easiest plays. They come right to them, and they're like running from the ball, and the people are screaming, and then they throw it, and it goes off in another direction. And it was like, oh my god, this is the most hilarious. It's also funny again, just like I I love hearing like tiny little children talk to each other because they talk to each other about nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's the same with old people. Like they were making the corny. Okay. So the teams that followed my uncle's game were both wearing red. Okay. So the ref, who's also an old guy, walks up to them. He goes, I'll bet he won $1,000. The team in red wins. Mike, they laughed so hard. Like this was the funniest joke, all of them, that they uh-huh. had ever heard in their entire <laughs> lives. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. What is this? What is did, this a joy? So I went to that for an hour yesterday. My life is your really uncle, boring. Like, did he like acknowledge you were there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. you guys talked and stuff. But again, very much like he's with his friend. So it's like, oh yeah, hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. And then I went home. Well, that's good. I don't want to sit there and have a conversation with a bunch of old people. You know. Uh. So I left. I, will I go again? Mm. Maybe. I But now I'm already like, well, it's too sunny. Yeah. So well, now, it is hot. This weekend's going to be really hot. Yeah. Right? So now I want to take like an easy pop-up thing and a comfortable <laughs> chair. Have you seen the like uh, little tent things that they sell for uh, like soccer moms? Oh, yeah. I wanted to get one. <laughs> it's like a chair and you zip up a tent around you. Oh, no, no. I didn't see that. They have these things. It's like basically... Uh, uh, they probably have similar things for hunters, but it 
just it zips up around you and the front is like mesh so you could see through and see the game i would love that i'm not gonna lie now let me tell you this i've seen now they're like almost like bigger beach umbrellas because here's the thing i don't get is people get these umbrellas right when is the sun and for how long is the sun ever directly above you you know, it's yeah. always at some side of you. I went to this ritzy pool somewhere. I can't remember where now, but I went to this ritzy pool and they had the most clever things. It was almost like a big lollipop, essentially. So imagine a pole, but like, and then the, the round part was like a big tarp, right? Mm-hmm. But it's circular. And then they could move said tarp at any Covered angle the they wanted to. Yeah. So that they it's could kind like, of like the device that Mr. Burns created to block out the sun when exactly. he wanted to sell energy, solar energy to Springfield. Exactly. That makes more sense than an umbrella. You adjust yeah. the height, you adjust the angle, you're going to get as much shade as you want. Yeah. Not an, an umbrella covers nothing. Nothing. Well, b- barely unless it's noon and then you live underneath the sun. Yeah. Well, they make them so they angle too, but But it's not that good of an angle. Okay. Because here's the deal. is like you have to move the umbrella away. Because like, a lot of times the umbrella is in the middle of the table. Well, that does yeah. no good. Well, it's a lot of times shade the hill you're, adjusting, you're adjusting your position to where the umbrella shade could be. Yeah. Instead of the umbrella working for you. No, I know. But what about those umbrellas that are in? You know where they have the hole in the middle of the table? Yeah. And they, they have a lot of those. And then they bend. Yeah. Towards the top. There's like a joint. And then... But you're still adjusting where you sit based on yeah, how you. I don't want that. Some shape. I want yeah. to adjust the umbrella, and I sit in the same place. I sit where I want to sit. I sit where I want to sit. Yeah. By the way, um, there was a tragic event in Las Vegas this past week, and people are mourning the loss of their loved ones. Wait, why did you just say that right now? I said that right now because I feel badly. That that's what I'm bitching about: umbrellas. Sure. So I'm trying to put things in perspective of what a dick I am. Should we talk about that? I mean, I I'm sad and I don't I don't have anything to say that hasn't already been said though. Do you? I I hate to say this. I really do hate to say this, but I think the comment is I'm numb to it now. Sure. I'm numb. Like yes, it's a horrible, tragic, sad event, but I don't even feel sadness anymore because it happens so often. Right. I'm sad that I'm not sad. I'm sad sure. that I'm not surprised. You know? I can yeah. I remember after the Virginia Tech massacre cr- I could I couldn't function. I remember yeah. and I don't I want let me see here to be a test if I can get through this without crying. But I always remember this New Yorker article about the Virginia Tech massacre about you know a lot of the first responders had to go to go through um uh a lot of counseling. And obviously that makes sense. You're seeing a horrific event. But one of the things that they talked about was, you know, the the, the bodies are there. And they're having, you know, it's a crime scene and they're investigating it. And you would just hear the kids' cell phones ringing, ringing, uh, and ringing as their parents were desperately trying to see if they were okay. And you just yeah. that's all they heard was these cell phones just ringing and ringing and ringing. It was like horrible. kids, yeah. You know, or like Newtown. Oh, my God. Sure. Awful. For some reason, yeah. the Gabby Gifford shooting in um, Tucson hit mm-hmm. me. That was one that was like difficult. Not, not difficult is not the right word. That was that made me a little emotional versus the others. I don't know. You're right though. That I don't know. We're still sad about the last one, and then you just add one on top of it. It's not extra sadness. It's hard to find extra sadness because yeah. it's Orlando um, hit me hard too. Yeah, Orlando was tough, um, but I feel like that was kind of personal, too. Like, I don't have very many personal connections to the Vegas kind of event. But I I think that many of us have been to Vegas, and how many of these live shots on CNN are there? Oh, uh, the Excalibur. Yeah, I feel like, oh, I've probably walked right there, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I've spent time in that exact place that... Um, How many times did uh, Faye Driver have to drive by there when he was picking people up from the airport? Um, hey, Joey, I have a weird story for you. Yeah. I Wait, were you done with your really riveting uh, adult co-ed baseball league story? <laughs> Slash umbrella rant. That's what I want it to be known as. 
my uh, senior citizen uh, story, <laughs> along with a rant about umbrellas. Oh, look, we just got a new iTunes review. Five stars. I was looking for a podcast that voices some of my concerns about poolside sun shielding. <laughs> well, today's, today's your lucky day, iTunes reviewer. <laughs> um, hey, Joey, uh, years ago, um, probably like four years ago, maybe maybe more, I'm not sure, but I designed a logo for a little kind of um, online effort to help raise money for people with diabetes living in third world countries. Um, and it's an effort that kind of every... February uh, comes, it's not run by any specific nonprofit organization. It's actually run just by a group of individuals. And it's called Spare Row, Save a Child. Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. Yeah, we've talked about it before. And the idea is pretty simple. You spare a rose every February 14th. Um, instead of buying a dozen roses, buy 11 and spend uh, or donate that money to this effort to help get insulin to children uh, living in countries where it's really difficult to get insulin. Um Spare a rose, save a child, right? So I made this logo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, we got this email from somebody not too long ago. Basically, there's a group in Colombia um, that are – I'm trying to even think of what they're called. FARC. They're called the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they basically uh, – were inspired by the logo I made. Well, look, you're very inspiring. Except for they've added a communist red star into the middle of the logo. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they recreated the logo, but it's clear that they were inspired by, and and I'm not saying like they looked up like what logos are Mike Lawson making, but they probably Googled like Rose logo or something similar. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say too that, um, the efforts we do with Spare Rose Save a Child is translated into a few languages, and there's a lot of action that happens around the campaign in Spanish. So it's very possible that there are some Spanish keywords that are connected to websites that have this image on it that maybe helped them find it easier. Mm-hmm. But um, it's actually, it was a little bit bizarre because there's, I mean, they make, there's like photos of flags. Do you see in your text message I sent you? The logo I made and then the logo they made. Okay, let me see here. So there's yours. Okay, that's cute. Look at that. All right. Looks good. All right. Now I'm going to look at there. Oh, my God. Inspired by, right? Like, it's not identical, but you can see, like, oh, they recreated a uh, a rose in the way that I created a rose. Right? Yeah. They must have seen them. They got a good idea. And, I mean, I made it with, like, geometric shapes, and I don't have a trademark on geometric shapes or even a rose but um i also sent one of people marching carrying flags that have it oh my god mike is that weird <laughs> i just said that the company's called fark uh but they're a genocidal colombian drug trafficker group oh, so what are, so what are they marching in favor of they're launching themselves as politicians without oh, having paid prison for their crimes and their jail terms range from five, 50 to 700 years in prison for their leaders and that's pretty much Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia's People's Army. Um, but they have this on their flag. Um, but, but, okay, but as, as it's well known on this show, you're a sociopath who, sure. and I, I don't know how it got in the theme song, you decapitate people and throw their bodies into the bay, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, from a bridge. How no one sees you, I don't know. But anyway, so you would think you would be in support of this. I wouldn't be surprised if you designed the logo pro bono. For them? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, you kill people? I'm doing it. Well, what's weird, too, is so they're in Colombia. So we have no trademark kind of like there's not much we can do. But additionally, like I don't think people are looking up spare rose, save a child, trying to donate money. And they're like finding fark and they're giving their money to them <laughs> or they're like, going like wait a minute yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're lo- they must be in cahoots with this colombian killing group i don't like it it's it's just a weird feeling to have created something mm-hmm. and and <clears throat> let's be honest too when i created the spare rose logo 
like I was probably similar to them. I was looking at rose logos and seeing how different people present the rose and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to not do things that everyone has done. Like if, you know, everybody's creating roses this way, I didn't want to kind of copy that. Um, So I was out looking at rose logos too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just really is such a weird feeling to see something very similar to what you created on flags being marched down the streets of Columbia. <laughs> it's very bizarre. That, no, um, that sounds really, really weird. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, well, we're not going to so, do anything, yeah, though. They're, they the question. They were looking into, like, trademarking, because uh, the logo, the Spare Rose logo I made is not trademarked. Um, and so they were looking into that, and basically that would just take dollars away from getting insulin to kids in third world countries for you know, no good reason. I think that the logo has uh, some good brand recognition. People, when they see it in the diabetes space, know what it is. And I think that that's strong enough and that could be fine. Well, also um, let's, let's be honest. It's a murdering drug. Right. Lord. It's not like it'd be like, Oh, they got a trademark. We better change our logo. Yeah. Hey, we just got a cease and desist on our, uh, on our, on our, on our logo. What the fuck? They're, they're in Columbia, not West L.A. <laughs> Good thing I moved here from East L.A. over to Columbia <laughs> to do this. I, I can handle the guy. I can read their letters for them. Yeah. Do you have any other personal stories or is just that one? Do you have? That's something I'm struggling I, with because, like, I told this story. I told you this story. So, like, like I told you last time is... I did that cleanse, okay? And the cleanse prevented me... So if anyone thinks um, that I took any kind of break or did fun things, like, I just stayed home the whole time. I don't know if I got to this, but I was invited to two parties and I couldn't go because I was like, well, they're going to have chips and dip and beer there, so I don't want to go. Sure. You know? You you were kind of like in recovery, like... I don't know. Someone who's just stopped drinking isn't going to go to a bar. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought found it easier to stay home and just watch episodes of Sherlock. Yeah, you know, and like kind of reserve my energy and just focus on the cleanse. And now this is my first week sans cleanse. I'll tell, I have an idea here. Is I'm thinking about you know I lost uh, 21 pounds on this cleanse. How long were you on it? Three, well, three weeks, but there's like a, another week of like prep. Okay. Right? So like about four weeks. It was, it was in a month. I lost 21 pounds, which is unusual. That's, I usually lose when I'm trying to lose weight, like 12 to 15. Okay. So anyway, the point is, I think I want to institute, tell me what your thoughts are on this. I'm going to call it Mardi Gras. Now, I've trademarked that name. No one take it. But I want it to be that the first Tuesday of every month, I just go hog wild and eat whatever I want. Cheat day, if you will. Because I'm only going to weigh myself once a month. So that way, if it's early, early, early in the month, it's not going to really affect my overall weight loss for the month. You know? At least the number. And then I came like I can go like I want you know I love I love this salt and straw ice cream. So okay. they have a few, they have some in San Francisco. I think it's where it started actually was San Francisco or Portland. It started in either San Francisco or Portland. Hipster ice cream. Hipster ice cream. Love it. I can't get enough of it. Every month they have four flavor, four or five flavors of the month. I'm always trying all those flavors. Love it. I wouldn't be able to do that with reckless abandon and not think about it. You know, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on like weight loss and health? All those, those are very small topics. Sure. Well, we talked, I think, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but like with insulin resistance, if you're helping that, it's going to snowball. So if you become less resistant to the insulin your body's making, that's going to snowball and help you continue to kind of lose weight. And so if you do one cheat day a month, I feel like that's going to help you keep up with your body fighting the resistance. Yeah, in fact, I already made a logo for that resistance. Oh, yeah? It's a rose I found online. Uh-huh. And I'm going to use that logo for my insulin resistance organization that I'm starting. Yeah, that you know, I, and I was telling Mike Lawson this privately, and I'll tell you guys, 
publicly is... Oh, I forgot people were listening. (laughs) One of the ideas that I I got for this round of weight loss has been very successful. So last time I lost a tremendous amount of weight was about three years ago. And I would hit these plateaus that would last weeks, weeks. And I was watching my calories and I was working out and I was doing everything right and I couldn't understand. And I have this theory that I'm going to test out because Mike Lawson, I think around that time, told me, and I I don't want to say anything incorrect, so correct me, Mike Lawson, if I'm wrong, but had told me at the time, you know, that the prevailing wisdom in the medical community is that being overweight causes diabetes, but that there's increasing research into the idea that perhaps the two are more intricately, intricately linked than previously thought, and that maybe they go hand in hand, and that, that even some form of diabetes or diabetes helps make people overweight. And so I've been playing with the idea because knowing what I ate last time, yeah, I would have a uh, a chicken and veggie bowl that was only like 600 calories, you know, for dinner, but it had a ton of brown rice. Sure. So I'm wondering, like, it was all brown rice. I think 400 of the calories of brown rice, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to my calories, but, but I'm thinking that was why I was hitting these plateaus. I'm thinking that's why... And so I've been really, really monitoring my blood sugar and trying to keep it as normal as possible uh, by just really mostly focusing on vegetables and very, very limited. I, by the way, I, I want to record the show. I think maybe you can chime in on this, Mike Lawson. I think you do need some level of those carbs I, i'm not so i'm not going like paleo or atkins or anything like that sure. because I, I do think you need them but just very limited they're not a big part of my meal your thoughts on this mike lawson sure i don't know so i'm actually professionally trained to not kind of talk about this because it's like very touchy so when you if you were to talk to somebody who's on like a keto diet I feel like you're stepping on a landmine if you just said what you just said. But if you talk to somebody like a trained dietitian, they would say, of course you're right, Joey. So I don't know. Like it's it's a touchy subject. I feel like per, I'm not talking about do people need carbohydrates. I could tell you Mike Lawson feels better when he has some form of carb in his body. I've done – it's called the um, – there's a doctor called Dr. Bernstein who has written a, many books about diabetes. He himself lives with type 1, and he's in his 80s. He has no complications, um, which I think is saying a lot because if you have you know, got if you have gotten to your 80s and you're insulin dependent um, and you have no complications, you're doing something right. And he basically advocates for an ultra, ultra low-carb diet where it's like, I don't know, 15 grams of carbohydrates a day. Mm-hmm. And... I've done it and I felt uh, my, oh, so my blood sugar was great, but I felt disgusting and I was eating salad with, instead of dressing just straight up mayonnaise and salt and pepper on top of it and lunch meat and cheese. And it was, I just felt disgusting and heavy and oily and just gross. And so it's not just not for me, but it made my blood sugar, you know, fine and great. But it's, uh, I don't know. I think being healthy is more than just like what your blood test shows. It also has a lot to do with how I feel. And if I don't feel healthy, then I'm not healthy, right? Like that's an essential part of being healthy, I think, is actually feeling healthy. And so if you don't feel it, you're not. It's so funny that you say that because uh, for the last few days, I've been, I made a big batch of. Um, Mexicans eat, even though it's not common in Mexican-American food, um, chopped up cactus, called nopales, sure. yeah, you know, yeah. which actually has been shown to actually help diabetes and you know, regulate your blood sugar, cactus. Sure. And so I've made like a little like tomato and onion and chili and nopales kind of mix. And then every morning I've been putting it in like with a couple of eggs and just having that for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it was great, but first of all, here's the weird thing with my new program. I've actually, I've been using my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. I've been actually struggling to keep my calories up, not going over my calories, not eating sure. enough calories. I've been struggling. Because and at a certain point, 
like the app won't allow you to not enter. Like if you say like I'm done for the day, but you haven't in- hit a certain bar, it won't let you submit for the day. Yeah, Do you know this? No, I didn't know that. I haven't, I haven't gotten that low. Yeah. But it, it, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm eating a lot of food with a lot, with a lot of vegetables, and so I'm actually been trying to find ways to add calories a little bit. So today I actually took the scrambled egg and put it in a burrito. And what's uh-huh. funny is I feel really good. I feel great. I'm going to take my blood sugar in 15 minutes, and okay. we'll see how it is. But um, uh, it's one of these things where I'm I'm playing around with calories and blood sugar and and trying to get the right balance. Because, oh, because what I was going to say earlier is like, yeah, I was having that scrambled egg and uh, just by itself, and it was great. But then I would be like, I don't know, not hungry. It was just like... I didn't feel right. I don't know if that's the right, right phrase. I was trying to add calories because I wanted to, to feel normal. And so I feel normal right now. I don't feel like I do. So, like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to strike a balance. This is a good Actually, pilot for our new uh, diabetes podcast I've been proposing to Mike Lawson. What are we going to call it? <laughs> Here come the offensive diabetes jokes. <laughs> hey, sugar. I really threw that one right over the plate. So I know. I said, hey, uh, sugar. Uh, Hey, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Sally, the salad-making robot Sally may soon be coming to a lazy salad-making place near you if startup Chowbotics has its way. The machine, which can be leased for $500 to $700 a month or purchased for just $30,000, has just made its first retail appearance at a Palo Alto cafe that happens to be owned by the guy who works as executive chef for Chowbotics. Um, but basically, Joey, this machine requires prep work. So a prep cook has to stock it with 21 ingredients, including dressings, lettuce, vegetables, avocado, stored, of course, in lemon juice to keep them from turning brown. And it, you put all the little ingredients in the machine. Everything's totally customizable. And the robot salad tosser can be programmed to make a variety of predetermined recipes. Um, but it's... As some critics on YouTube have pointed out, it doesn't even chop the vegetables. You have to put the vegetables in chopped. So it just oh, what? mixes a salad for you. So you put the vegetables in these little containers, put them in the machine, type into the machine what you want, and it pulls out your ingredients and puts them in a salad for you. What do you think of this? Is this a necessary machine? $30,000 it cost. Um, I don't know. I think maybe I'm in full, old-fashioned. I like... My salad to be tossed by a human, but... <laughs> well, look. <laughs> I don't know if Steve does that. I can't imagine Steve doing that. What were you going to say about the salad Wait, machine? You made you <laughs> you made the joke. I get to now ask that. What's Steve- no, I made the joke and I made the transition. So if you're going to respect one, you got to respect both. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Steve next time I see him. What do you think Steve would do if I asked him that question? He would LOL at you and send you a picture of him. No, 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 no. In person. I don't, I don't know. He would laugh. He and would then, laugh it off. Yeah. The, the advantage Steve has is he walks so much faster than I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he would just laugh and then walk away. and be like, where did he go? Yeah. Up a hill. I'm like, Joe's never catching me. I don't have to answer that question. Okay. Here's he's the- also, by the way, he's really bad at like changing the subject. I almost do it humorously on here. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Joe, next subject. But he does it like in natural conversation where like if you're talking about a subject he doesn't like Mm -hmm. like for example tossing salad he would be like uh i had a uh uh, dinner with um so-and-so super obvious i haven't met so-and-so why are you telling me this Mm -hmm. (laughs) really obvious yeah i think if i lived next to steve he would really hate me (laughs) <laughs> like he likes me right now coming at a distance and i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm quarantined well but, he listens to this podcast so he likes you that much yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like i think that there are a number of listeners who out there go oh my god it must be just a rock like kathy bacon was like if i got joe as an uber driver it'd be a slam dunk yeah. well th- that's true i'm actually good i'm very professional in uber right <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, if she really got you as an Uber driver, she's taking cyanide. She's like, oh. Well, no, as an Uber driver, I'm fine. If she had to hang out with me in Vegas, she would she would be shooter number two. You know? <laughs> Stop. That was close. So, so, anyway, the point is, 
you know what? I bet you Buha can get the Mandalay Bay real cheap now for the convention next year. <laughs> I'm gonna have him look into that. No, I'm I'm actually being serious. They're actually kind of they've they've taken a big. People don't want to stay there anymore. Why? I, why? I don't know. I don't get it. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think I mean if you knew. <sighs> If we knew how many people died in every Vegas hotel, that would be one thing. I know. But there are f- you kind of just go in thinking, like, nobody's ever died in this building. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. But now that we know that somebody has died. <laughs> no one's hopes and dreams have cr- been crushed <laughs> on the first floor of this building. Anyway, sure. uh, Las Vegas was built on death. Anyway, here's the point. The salad tossing machine. Oh, yeah. I want to try it because I'd be very curious, but I imagine it'd be very, very clinical. And what I mean is you could have two people of equal cooking ability follow the exact same recipe to the letter, and the food would taste a little different because everybody just has a, 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 a touch to how they do things, you know? And even if they're following the recipe to the letter, it wouldn't taste identical from two different people because there's just a an X factor to the way everybody cooks that you just can't place it. It's just the way they cook. Maybe it's the way they turn something in the frying pan at a certain time. They turn it a different, you know, even, even tossing salad, how they toss salad and, yeah. and what they find important, how they dress it. But I feel like uh, the way we eat, a lot of that has like how much of the food we eat was actually created by a chef versus a food constructor that takes the frozen part out of, bin a puts it into heating bin b you know flips it over once at seven minutes like i feel like we eat a lot of food that's kind of constructed in this like weird clinical way no and i, and I think you can taste the difference it's it's why you know i am fat because i eat a lot of fast food but i don't eat a lot of fast food because i like it i much prefer a home-cooked meal and why is that there's just something to it you know i just actually a uh, friend of the show sweet michael recently gave me a coupon code for company hello fresh oh you we know? know them yeah yeah and so i uh got my free box this week and i made it and you know i'll bet if someone followed that hello fresh recipe with the same ingredients sure. it would just be a little different uh, and that's that's something that's designed by a chef, and they just give you the ingredients, and then you just make it. Um, I just think that there are just certain variables that it when you say salt to taste, it means a different thing to different people. Totally, you know? yeah. And so that's why, like, and I think when you taste a McDonald's salad or a McDonald's burger, it tastes manufactured. By the way, I'm the biggest fan of McDonald's. Everyone knows, yeah. But it tastes manufactured. I think that this story also highlights. What I, f- I believe, I could be wrong, but some of the biggest criticisms of Silicon Valley by the folks living in San Francisco that are getting their neighborhoods paved over and high-rise apartments getting put on top of them, a lot of them feel like, great, Silicon Valley with all these you know brilliant minds, tons of money, and then what problems are they solving? <laughs> Mm, they're making a salad tossing machine or I, I don't I don't know that this is like really moving our world forward in the way that they really could be if these smart people and this you know ton of money behind them what 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 could they really be doing are they living up to their potential with this Sally the salad tosser let me ask you this question it's it's it I didn't think about it till you said this but what are your thoughts did, did you follow this whole bodega controversy a little bit, mostly headlines that I've seen shared on Facebook, to be honest. Okay. So for those of you not in the know, Mike and I are deep in, deeply entrenched in the Silicon Valley biz. <laughs> um, Bodega is the name of a startup that essentially is – I'm, I'm trying to present it in an objective way. But they made a coin-operated, I guess, vending machine is the way to put it. But I, I feel Fancy. it's still – I feel that still editorializes because that's not how they would describe it. But essentially, what it is, I'm, I'm gonna editorialize now. It's just a a, 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 new, a fancy vending machine, you yeah. know. And what they claimed was they were trying to not replace corner stores because those of you bodega is what it, this, I don't know what the Spanish word actually means, but it's in New York and in urban cities is like the little corner market that where you get like basic supplies. Yeah. And 
there was there were cries of cultural appropriation by a the name, but also that they were because I think there was an article an interview where the guy uh, there was initially when they first came out in the interview. Like I read all the old interviews too. I got fascinated by this topic. There was a sort of braggadocio air to the articles where they were kind of insinuating that they eventually wanted to replace the corner market. Sure. And then they disrupt they, convenient shopping. Is yeah. How they put it. Yeah. Then they walked it back and they were like, oh, no, no, no. Because people were like, wait a minute. What? You're taking their name and putting it on your, your two white guys, taking the name, putting it on your company, and then you're now saying you're going to, you know, to put them out of business. And no, 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 we're not. And then it just, it just, it, I don't know how the company survived. I think it's going to be the new Juicero. Do you remember that whole drama? I don't. Oh, okay. Juicero was another startup company that got a ton of funding. And what it was, was they had like cold pressed juices in like a pouch, essentially. And, oh, uh-huh. and then you had to buy this, you had to buy this machine from them because according to them, this machine, exerted so much pressure on the packets that you could squeeze the juice out but it would an amount of because these packets were so secure like a human being couldn't squeeze it like this machine that applied like two thousand pounds of pressure per inch had to apply it was like it's like a 500 hundred dollar machine or something right yeah well then i think it was like i don't want to say what the outlet was but a newspaper outlet or, or a web you know someone that covers silicon valley whatever they took the juicero packets and you could easily squeeze the juice up with your hand. Uh, it was like a Capri Sun. And then Juicero went out of business. And it's the same thing. I wonder if this, this negative publicity is going to affect um, Bodega. I, I think Bodega wouldn't have ever really ever gone anywhere anyway if it wasn't for this dumb controversy. We'll see how it affects it. Because it, it was essentially just a dressed up vending machine. Yeah, but I feel like there's a market for that. Look at Japan. Like Japan has a million of these kind of no, you're right. vending machines that are you don't have to interact with a human they're just kind mm-hmm. of stocked you could pick up something i mean you could go to a vending machine in japan at any hour and get a t-shirt yeah. or you know what i mean like i think that idea is actually oh, pretty smart i don't disagree but, with you but i think if you're public publicly saying that your bodega is gonna basically push out the mon pa corner store you're in for a fight but here's Damn. my question to you. No, you're making my point, which yeah. is, what is to stop these big vending machines going, we'll just crush you in 10 seconds? I'm thinking sure. if you're an investor, like, there are vending machine companies are like, oh, you're doing this? We will now, we already have the infrastructure, we have the connections, we have the deliveries. Because I actually think I read afterwards that, there, you know, there's a few... That's the thing, is they got caught with their pants down. Because if you went to the bodega website they were like we're in these locations but then someone did follow up and found that they were actually not in a lot of those locations that those locations had gotten like basically they had taken a marketing call and talked to the person said like yeah maybe i'm kind of interested but that was what all far as it got but they weren't really in those locations sure so by putting yourself out there these companies just go like we will go in there we have that we can stock and i think there was even talk of the places that they did exist weren't being stocked as well as they could. I mean, that takes that's a whole mechanism just to get it stocked and make sure there's stuff in it and who's collecting the money and who's doing well. I think with Bodega, it was all like, um, it didn't take cash, I think it only took cards, but yeah. like, well, it's through the app, yeah, you yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But if someone still has to stock it, and sure. so like these places already have it set up. You know, they they just go in there like, oh, we'll just okay, thanks thanks for the idea, dummies, and we're just gonna go do it. So sure. you're making the point, yeah, they exist already. So uh, they are hiring engineers, retail, what really retail software? They're hiring planning and business intelligence leads for Bodega or for the salad one for Bodega. And buyers. And you can request a bodega to be in one of your building mm-hmm. buildings. Bodegas are perfect for apartments, offices, college campuses, and gyms. Request one now to be considered for the next batch currently in production. Look, <clears throat> I think it makes perfect sense to be in a gym or some sort of business that doesn't want to run their own store but wants people to be able to purchase products. Like, a, I think a gym is a perfect thing. Like, oh, you want a, 
a protein bar or you want to buy a towel or you need an ace bandage or something <laughs> like I could just see a very kind of like a uh, diverse set of products and you don't have to hire anybody to sell it. It just kind of sits there and passively makes your customers happy. But what I'm saying is those, those products already exist in that. Like when I was at East LA college, they had a vending machine that sold those blue books and scantrons and pencils and erasers and pens. And yeah. uh, that, that market already exists. That, and that's, I think that's one of the big complaints with not, Silicon kind Valley. of, Joe, kind of, but so the the difference though with these bodega things is it's not like the spiral vending machine where shit falls down. It's basically a huge cupboard. You open it and you take out what you want. <clears throat> and so on the app, I could, for example, buy instead of a soda, I could buy a 12 pack of soda mm-hmm. or I could buy, you know, like bigger or like a more diverse set of things that aren't going to fit in the traditional vending machine that just kind of could uh, spit out, you know, single candy bars or single bags of chips or one of the blue books or. But my know, question is, then, like, okay, you take one of those. It, it, okay, what's to prevent you from taking them all, or two, um, almost like, almost like a newspaper stand kind of thing? But like, also, like, who's then restocking it? Well, a human would have to restock it. Yeah, but the the article I read, it's basically. Uh, there's a camera. So you on the app you type you put in what you're gonna take out and it then I d I don't know exactly how they figure out that that's all you took. There is cameras on it and when you close the door then that's when your credit card gets charged mm-hmm. based on what you took. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really and the app will allow you to unlock the box and cameras powered by powered with computer vision will <laughs> register what you've picked up, automatically charging your credit card. So the par- the company plans to put them in offices, apartments, gyms and college campuses and they're currently in 30 locations in San Francisco, but as you point out, we don't know how many of those actually are live locations versus mm-hmm. location potential locations. Now, uh yeah, well, look, I think I'm just, I, I don't know. It, it, it was, this 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 topic was like a, a three-hour conversation between me and Adam Vaught. I swear, Adam Vaught and I should do a podcast where it's just us yelling at each other. And, and by the way, we agree with each other. So wait, he agreed with you? Yeah, we on agree on Bodega. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh we agree. It's what just, are you arguing about? I don't know. I don't know. It's just always arguing with him. I think he just wants to fight. Yeah, Tim. Anyway, what do you got going on next week? Well, Joey, tonight I got date night with Steve. We're gonna do dinner. <clears throat> I he, I'm tempted to not even say this because what if I don't go through? He wants this jacket really bad. It's like a basic kind of. Um, it looks a little bit like a Letterman's jacket, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a, and I think I'm gonna go get it and give it to him just as a present today. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but what if I don't have time to go get it and now I've set it on here? Oh, God. Um, so that we're going to do just a nice little date night tonight. He's going to some sort of concert for some sort of EDM show that I'm, I got invited, but I'm not going to go. Um, he's taking somebody else. And then tomorrow we're going to go to uh, the Jelly Bean Factory up here in Vallejo. The Jelly Belly Bean Factory. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're going to do uh, in Benicia. We're going to kind of go to the pier and have a nice little romantic Saturday. And oh, then wow. that's pretty much it. Um, I also have a doctor's appointment this evening. This Will you toss your salad? The doctor? Yep. Perhaps. Um, I don't. It's the first time I've been to that doctor, so we'll see. Um, but I am going to this doctor with the hopes of getting back onto an insulin pump. It's going to take me a few months to jump through the hoops, but I'm starting to jump through those hoops again. Oh, that's right. Cause did you lose it? Cause of your, when you're switching jobs? Yeah. My insurance. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, what about you? What's going on with you? Thanks a lot, Obama. Yeah. Um, okay. So listen to this. I have this cousin named Richard, right? Yeah. He's a week younger than me and gay. And we always hang out. I, I don't talk about it that much on the show. But he's all, I invite him to all these cool things all the time. 
And he's constantly telling me all these cool things that he's doing, right? Like, he's all like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, he invites me to the most boring things. He invited me to go see some woman sing in Sierra Madre. And I don't know why he could. I think because of the cleanse and I'm starved for human interaction now, <laughs> I'm going. Oh, no. But I'm not even lying. I'm also kind of doing it for the show. Because the fact that I was trying to, like, unearth any kind of story to tell today. Like, I told the story about going to a old people's softball game. Right? <laughs> like, I was digging the bottom of the barrel yeah. for stories. And it, that was just a vehicle so you could tell the red shirt joke. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so, it's one of these things where I'm like, I'm actually kind of hoping it's horrible. So that I have a good story next week. Um, Real quick, I need to point out on December 15th, uh, I know that's a little bit of time away, but on December 15th, something very close to both of us is coming to an end. Do you know what I'm talking about? We are going to have to bid farewell to AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, It's closing down forever. Um, And I used to be... Mr. Mike Lawson was the name that I had last, but before that, I was Superhero 6. <gasps> oh, my God. I forgot about Superhero 6. And Joe was Joe B 7474 the last name I remember. But before that, you were Little Elion. Yes, named, I was Little Elion. Elion Gonzalez. Yeah. The Cuban refugee mm-hmm. who lost his mom on his way to the U.S. and was... Yeah basically a pawn in this political fight so i'd use that to make an aim screen name have you been keeping up with the elian gonzalez kind of stuff they just did a cnn documentary on the whole kind of saga yeah you know i was uh it was on the background once when it was on because they just showed it you know like 24 hours a day and you know when he was like 18 he showed so much promise You, you know who he's like this prince william Remember when Prince William was in his early no. 20s, late teens? You're like, oh, he's going to be so hot. Nah, but and with then, people from the UK, man, it could go south fast. It's like. Did, and did it ever with Prince William, man? They leave for on Friday, and when they come back on Monday, they're bald and their teeth are all gone. Yeah. It's like, like bizarre. Like, look at Prince William when he was young, and you're like, he is going to be so handsome. And it is the opposite, right? Yeah. I will say I respect one thing. I do respect one thing. I think be, I, I don't know who would ever ask him this, but the the topic of him getting like um like Imp- hair hair, impl- hair transplants or whatever has come up and he was saying that he would never do it simply because it would be using the people's money and he wouldn't want them to see them using the money. Meanwhile, they have like fucking huge British shows that they're going off the sure. going on who knows, right? But anyway, <laughs> The Queen's Corgis have their own house, but... It's okay. Now, I'm not saying that alien, little alien... I know, seriously. I'm not saying that little alien Gonzalez is ugly now, but, like, he's not going in the right direction. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, he's... He's turning into a man, and... I no, think he could be... Like, look, he's only... He's sad... Mike wanted, I mean, he's sweet Michael's age, right? Sure. I think he's, like, 22 or 23. And, like, he is... Just I don't know. I'm not. He's he's still handsome. Don't get me wrong, but for his age, I'm like, well, it's not going in a good direction. Sure. What do you got left to grow into? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, um, hmm. Hmm. But so long, instant messenger. All right. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. I mean... Uh, um, 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 uh, um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.